What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, we're coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich. And I am joined by, like I am each and every week, by my good friends, my compadres, my homies. First up, he is the man that has gone through more breaks than Michelin. Ladies and gentlemen, run. Yeah, that's what happens when you're trying to get away from the cops. Hi-oh! <laughs> and of course, he is the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen... It is hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Diesel. What's going on, party people? Ah, we're partying again? Well, we're fucking partying. Let's party the fuck out of it. Why not? I mean, is, is this like the, the kind of party that uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard would uh, be attending? <laughs> no, we're talking more of the parties that Freddie Mercury went to. Ah! Ooh. Which well, both ended with poop and beds. Yeah. Ah, but that's very true. <laughs> also, probably a lot of cocaine at both. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a Boy George party. That would be heroin. Oh, and tied up prostitutes, male prostitutes. Boy George was a naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> mm. I mean, Boy George and Mick Jagger, I think, are the only two that found dead prostitutes in their house. Probably. I mean, if the other ones did, we just don't know about it. I assume every rock star has found at least one dead prostitute or groupie in their house. Yeah. yeah. Bill Cosby came down the stairs. He just said she stopped breathing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I know it wasn't Diesel, but... So y'all need to have your kids... Had your wife and had your husband because they raping everybody out here. Oh my God! <laughs> the fire starts early. I know. Good Lord. Well, with that being said, uh, let's start off with you, Ronald. How has been your week? Uh, it's been all right. You know, it's been you know a long week at work the last couple of weeks and all that fun stuff. Our Wednesday group is continuing through the witch light, and we actually had to battle the first one of the three hags that you meet. And are you guys like seven weeks in? This is your first encounter. No, we've had encounters, oh, but we've, been, we've actually been working through not trying to fight, yeah, but we yeah. had to fight this one because we were stuck in her house, but we couldn't take a long rest, so we were like, kind of in trouble. this is where you need Diesel, because if you were stuck in her house and you had Diesel, no problems. You wouldn't have to fight. Yeah. Well, you guys, we, you guys slip out Diesel while I slip in. We, 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 tr- <laughs> we tried. We tried. Like, we really did try to attempt this, but uh, which which is a little fun campaign. It's been going well, but like, we've been doing like, we in the house like you're supposed to rescue all the kids that she has as slaves so we were trying so you can't take a long rest in there but to save some of the kids you had to fight some of the guards so we were getting down on like spells and all that stuff and we actually had to fight her so if the dm gave us leniency he did if it was meant to go that way okay <laughs> but like yeah it it it, it could have went bad real quick yeah. it was rough yeah diesel how's your week been been a fun week uh i've been busy with work and then working the other job and then this saturday i actually took the day off but i was still here at dragon master games to partake in the pioneer 1k and to, you did so well i heard to which i came in dead last <laughs> oh you got smoked oh i won the first round and then i lost out um 
the the deck I was playing was a lot of fun. It's a Rakdos control deck. There's a couple changes I got to make to update it. There is something there. It was a lot of fun though. This was uh, if you haven't played Pioneer yet, uh, try it. Pioneer is a lot of fun. It's a pretty cool format. Well, cool, cool. I'm glad you had a lot of fun there. Uh, my week was simple. I mean, me and uh, me and Diesel went and caught the movie that we're going to be reviewing in the second half of the show for the 3FN Movie Club review. Of course, that is Firestarter. We went and caught that at the theater this past Thursday. Had a nice dinner beforehand. Uh, nice local dinner. Yep. Nurchie's Pizza and uh, ice cream. Yep. And uh, then after that, I had a busy weekend with the kid. There was a big uh, lacrosse tournament. I, last week, I went to... And then in one day, three lacrosse games during the week, and then that Saturday I was at the field from like ten thirty a.m. until like six p.m. Yeah. So it was it was a long. <laughs> it's been a long lacrosse week for me. That's okay. Uh, today because of weather, when we record, because we record on Mondays, I was going to actually miss my third game of the year because they've only had they had two games on a Monday. That's going to be the third one. It was a remake game, but because of weather in this area, I'm not missing a game because it's tomorrow. So I get to see my kid play. Nice. And then he's going up to varsity for the couple last games before the playoffs into the playoffs. Uh, because he was basically on JV because his uh, he he's out he was out of lacrosse for two years, what one year because of COVID uh, because that's when everything shut down and then the other year because he tore his meniscus playing or, or wrestling sorry not playing but wrestling and he had to miss the lacrosse season so this is his first season back but he's been doing really good the coaches thought his last and he's uh, gonna be on a he informed us <laughs> I love how this happens for our kids he informed us that uh, his coach has gotten him on a travel team for the summer. So uh, he informed us of that on Sunday when we picked him up, and uh, he had his first practice already. So you know, hey, uh, no, of course, as a normal teenager, no answers, no answers. <laughs> like, how much is this going to cost me? Yeah. yeah. When's the dates and time so I can get you rides? Ah, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but technically, they've they've already had their first practice. They're going to be practicing on the weekends, I guess, until the 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 travel thing. But usually, there's like tournament fees and stuff. So yeah. I'm just happy that he's enjoying it. I, I don't care about paying for it, but I would have liked more details. But if you have a teenager in your house, you understand that <laughs> it's like fucking pulling teeth. But outside of that, I've been doing pretty awesome. It's been a great week. And uh, you know what? We hope everybody at home is also, or in your car, or wherever you are in the gym, is having a great week as well. And hope you have a great week this week. But before we go any further and jump into the meat and potatoes of this show, we need to tell you about how to get a hold of us. And that is simple. Hit us up on any social media. Of course, Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Like and share the page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. For all information about the show and everything else we do here at 8122 Productions slash 607 Podcast, visit 8122productions.com. Uh, there, there's the link to the T Public store. You can buy some swag, which will help us out and also uh, give you some cool stuff to wear. We got more designs on the way. Also, you can get, check out the link for Patreon. So if you'd like to support us monetarily for as little as $1 a month, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Of course, the link is right on the website. Also, there's a link for the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast, where every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Ken M. from the ODPH podcast talk all things pro wrestling on 607TWS. If you would prefer to listen to that in podcast form, it comes out anywhere. You get great podcasts by late night Monday. 607TWS is all you have to search there. And of course, you can find out about that in the links at 8122productions.com as well. Plus, while you're there, check out friends of the show like the ODPH, like Sci-Fi Horror Fest coming up in August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. Uh, we've got a lot of great things going on there for all information about that show. Sci-FiHorrorFest.com. We'll be there and hope to see you there as well. And of course, also, we have shout outs to bands that allow us to use their music, including the band who does our theme song. And that band is called Shout at the Robots. 
support them and all those other great bands. There's a link to all their stuff there. Of course, you can support them on Spotify, YouTube, Music, and Bandcamp. And last but certainly not least, we have our local sponsors, Rex to Rods, Auto Detailing, and of course, Dragon Master Games, DragonMasterGames.com. That information is there as well. They allow us to bring you the show each and every week, commercial free. And if you forget about any of that stuff, it is in the liner notes to this show. Boom. Boom. That was a good week of uh, advertising. Somebody was like, uh, had told me that I should record it, which I thought about in the past. But then there's times that I like to add a little bit in there. Like if there's something big going on, it's, it's a perfect time to get that in there. To be yeah. like, okay, you know, on the Twitch channel, we're doing a movie night. And we can remind you, if I have it recorded, I'm going to get lazy on it. We're going to forget. And then there's going to be a movie night that nobody knows about. <laughs> so I feel like it's just better exercise for me to just keep talking. <laughs> talk and talk and talk. You know, it, it, it just, it is what it is. I've gotten really good at public speaking. Really good. With that being said, though, that's enough about us and how to get a hold of us and all sorts of happy jazz. It's time to jump right into the show, and it's time for this week's... Edition of the Nerd News. Yeah, ta, ta. Bing, bang, boom. All right. With that being said, let's dive right in. And we had a trifecta, 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 as we always like to do. We like to open with trailers. <laughs> and we had a trifecta of trailers come out this week that we're going to be talking about today. Two were teasers. One was full length. Let's start with the two teasers because there's not a lot outside of the actual trailers, shall we, gentlemen? First up, let's talk about a show coming to Netflix. I know. It's weird. Usually we're talking about shit leaving Netflix because... That's pretty yep. much the way of Netflix. Uh, so, but we have something coming to Netflix, and of course, that is the Resident Evil series. Ah, of course, that is coming to us on July fourteenth, straight uh, coming straight to the Netflix streaming uh, service, and we got our first. I'll call it a teaser trailer. It wasn't very long, but a teaser trailer for the show. Ron, I'm going to start with you because I know you're a fan of the games, just like I was. How are you feeling about the Resident Evil trailer? Yeah, it'll be canceled after a season. <laughs> so you're not even no. you're like fucked jumping into this because it's already going to go away. There are, I mean, they're at least trying to make something original, which I'll give them a little props for because it's like 14 years in the future since the original, and it's supposed to be New Raccoon City. But then there's like flashbacks of everything that happened. So now the question is, what's what? Yeah. I'm I, once again like it's Netflix. If people like it, they'll cancel it. Yeah, uh, Diesel. Six seasons in a movie. You really think this is going to go that long? Uh, I think it's going to go more than one season because I don't think it's going to have the support that's needed to cancel it. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> we're, we're playing the other side of the Netflix coin. Well, no, no, that, that, that's also possible. <laughs> that, is, that is the other side of the Netflix coin, though. Very good. They're, they're, they're desperate now, so they might just keep it around. Because, yeah. But once again, Walking Dead is finally coming yeah. to an end. Zombies aren't anything we really need to deal with right now. Something's got to fill that Walking Dead void. And it ain't well, going to be this. Well, I want to point out, it's not technically coming to an end. We still have spinoffs coming from The Walking Dead. It's just The Walking Dead proper is technically ending. Yeah. So th there is still that. And let's be honest, AMC has has ridden the uh, the zombie business right into the ground. So this is a little yeah. late to the party. Uh, I thought that... I, I will just, Go ahead. Sorry, Diesel. Oh, yeah. It, it does look interesting. I don't think I'll tap it. Uh, start watching it, though. It's just not my genre. Um, but again, this is this is the new Lost in Space of Netflix. It's going to be on entirely too long. Well, Lost in Space was only three years, three seasons, thank God. <laughs> well, with that being said, I also thought this looked pretty good. But I, I, here's my problem: I, I kind of have a good morphage here. 
It's like, do I want to dive in and watch this knowing that it could be ripped away after one season? Let's say it is really good, and let's say we enjoy it, and then all of a sudden it gets canceled. Then I've wasted pretty much a season's worth of time uh, falling in love with something like we did with Cowboy Bebop. So right now, Netflix, it's just not worth it to me. And I, I went on uh, this week, Horizon 607 made its return, so check that out. Anywhere you get great podcasts, as you hear this, it's already out by searching Horizon 607. Uh, we were talking about it, and I, I straight out said, finally on there, and I know I, we talked about it a little bit but in the, uh, last week with the raise in price. Now they're talking about, really seriously talking about adding commercials yeah. to to it. On, not not on a lower price tier, but on the price tier you're on, where you're already paying pretty much seventeen dollars a month. I'm like, there's not enough there. I'm going to probably get rid of it, get it back to watch Stranger Things. Uh, I mean, I know the first part's coming up, but I'll get rid of it after that. Then buy it back in July, watch the second half of Stranger Things, keep it for the end of the month because obviously they charge you for a full month. Get rid of it, bring it back in September so I can watch Cobra Kai, and then get rid of it until something else comes on. And when I have it for that month, I can catch up on anything else that I want to watch. I just don't see a, a golden lining for keeping Netflix around because I'm wasting all this money when there's better stuff coming out on HBO Max and Disney Plus and even the Peacock. Yeah. So, like, in, in, in every other streaming service, I'd rather have all those, which is cheap. All of them are cheaper. I mean, not combined, but they're all cheaper price yeah. points. It's, it's, it's just not worth it to me. So I don't know if I really want to jump in this show, although it looks good because, like I said, if I, I, my fear is if I get into it like I got into Cowboy Bebop, it's going to be gone. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you did not know, the synopsis for the show is as follows. This is the official synopsis from Netflix. Year 2036, 14 years after a deadly virus caused a global apocalypse, Jade Wesker fights for survival in a world overrun by bloodthirsty, infected, and insane creatures. Uh, the official login uh, log line for Netflix's Resident Evil series reads, In this absolute carnage, Jade is haunted by her past in New Raccoon City, by her father's chilling connections to the Umbrella Corporation, but mostly by what happened to her sister, Billy. Uh, of course, it, like we said before, it, it will be released on July 14th. The show stars Lance Reddick as Albert Wesker, Ella Bolinsky, Tamara Smart, Sienna Adung, uh, Adeline Rudolph, Paula Nunez, Ahad Razamir, Connor Gasati, and Turloy Convery. Uh, Andrew Dabb from Supernatural serves as the showrunner slash executive producer slash writer with Mary Lee Sutton as executive producer slash writer. And further executive producers include Robert Kuzler, and Oliver Bourbon of Constantine Film. Uh, Constantine Film CEO Martin Moskowitz also serves as a producer. You can check out all of our previous coverage upcoming on the series. We've talked about it in the past, so there you go. Once again, yeah. it looked it looked good for a teaser, but I just can't invest in fucking Netflix anymore. I just can't do it, guys. I, I might it. be stuck with Netflix longer than I want to, unfortunately. From Sorry, worst man. to worst. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. All right, well, let's talk about another exciting teaser trailer that came out. And this is really actually exciting. And this one is not coming to Netflix. No, no, no. This is coming directly to Hulu. And, of course, it is the, we should call it just what it is. It's a prequel to the Predator films. It is entitled Prey, but it is a Predator film, as we know. And we finally got our first teaser trailer release. Of course, it's got an August 5th. Uh, date coming at you, and uh, how did you feel about this trailer, Ron? Because I know we we're both excited for this movie. It's a teaser, by the way. It was only about a minute, tops. Yeah, not even, uh, maybe like forty-five seconds. Yeah, but like it starts off real quick with our main heroine that ends up being our heroine in this movie running through the woods, and then all of a sudden, one of her fellow tribe mates pull her down and tell her to be quiet, and then it just shows the triangle on his head. <laughs> that that that's pretty much all the trailer is. Yeah, and. I, I'm all in. <laughs> Don't care. All in. I was all in before, but yeah, I'm still all in yeah, with this. Like, Diesel, what do you think? Because I know you're not a big horror guy. I don't know how you feel about the Predator films. But I, I was never big on the Predator movies. Um, this one, I, it looks like an interesting take, but then 
it's predator. It's bringing a gun to a knife fight. Like this seems like an unfair advantage, even it's in a, predator state, state, uh, it, stakes. It's always bring. <laughs> you're bringing a knife to a gunfight when it's a predator. At least Arnold and uh, Carl Weathers, they had guns. Yeah. These guys have tomahawks and bow and arrows. I don't but think it sounds fair. It, well, it's not fair, but you know it is that <laughs> whole scenario. Yeah. It, it seems like it should just be an easy wash for the Predator. Should yeah. be, but it won't. Well, you would have thought that the original Predator movie or even the second Predator movie, both really good, would have been easy wash for the Predator. But the Predator can be outsmarted, as Arnold Schwarzenegger taught us. Uh, just cover yourself in mud. Uh, so the trailer, of course, teased the Predator hundreds of years in humanity's past, facing Native American warriors from the Comanche and Blackfeet tribes. Uh, as can be expected, it's being directed by Tan Trachtenberg. The film also appears to feature a grittier style. Uh, by the way, this film has been in development since before 2018's The Predator, which was pretty much panned as a failure and a flop. Uh, the filming of this movie began in early 2021 under the working title Skulls and wrapped in September. Prey follows Nauru, a Comanche warrior played by Amber Midthunder, who fights to protect her tribe against the Predator's violent arrival. Of course, like we said before, this is going to hit... Hulu as an original on August 5th. I cannot wait for it. I know we will definitely be talking about it on this show and probably also over on Horror Zone 607 as well. Well, like I said, we had two teasers and a full trailer. That brings us to the full trailer. And ladies and gentlemen, it has finally arrived. The Boys Season 3 trailer has hit the airwaves. Ronald. Tell us how you're feeling about the Boys Season 3 trailer. I am about to rewatch Season 1 and Season 2 just because of this trailer again. <laughs> because it was just that good. Like, it, it, it gives you just enough information to what's happened since the end of 2 and what's going to happen in 3. And I'm all in. Diesel, I know you have not seen the series yet. We still need to get you to watch it. Yep. But you have seen the trailer. What'd you like about it? How'd you like it? I didn't know Cody Rhodes was such a good actor. Yeah, the Rhodes Lander. This, no, this is this, this is the inspiration. This is Homelander. But yes, the Rhodes Lander got his inspiration from it. Um, so with zero knowledge of what happened in season one, season two, this looks amazing. Um, Carl Urban, my God. Oh yeah. Carl Urban looks great in this, and apparently, I'm assuming he's not a soup, but he's going no. to gain the ability to become a soup for 24 hours. And that's going to be bad. Yeah, he he wants to kill all the suits. Yes, I. This looks really good. Like that's why we want. You got to watch this. Yeah, I just want to throw this out there. This was looked great, and just like everything with the boys, lots of blood and lots yeah. of violence, as we've always pointed out. The boys are not. This is what would happen if real superheroes existed. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's not. Let's not yeah. dance around the bush here. Uh, and I can't wait for this to come back. Of course, it will be returning to Prime Video on June third, uh, and of course, the stars of the boys, as you already mentioned, Carl Urban. Jack Quaid, Anthony Starr, Aaron Moriarty, Dominique McElliott, Jesse T. Usher, Laz Alonzo, Chase Crawford, Tomer Coppin, Karen Fukuhara, uh, Nathan Mitchell, Colby Minfi, Claudia Domit, Jensen Eccles, Lori Holden, Sean Patrick Flannery, Katia Winter, Miles Gadsden, Villanueva, uh, Nikki Welsher, and Justin Davis. What a cast. They're great. And by the way, I got to see them at New York Comic Con do a panel. Nice. And Anthony Starr is fucking awesome. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, he he is truly what I would aspire to be if I was a movie star. Nice. Not just because he, but he's uh, mostly because he's sexy. <laughs> mostly. Mostly because he's sexy. Uh, with that being said, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got a, a spoiler of sorts this week uh, that got leaked out there in the ether and then was confirmed in the ether. And of course, that is She-Hulk. So She-Hulk has got a... We finally got a date for it. It is coming to us in August. 
uh, August 17th to be exact. And uh, how are you feeling about knowing the date of She-Hawk? Of course, that's going to fit in nicely between uh, Thor Love and Thunder's release and then the fall lineup on Disney Plus of mostly Star Wars films. Yes. Yeah, so show, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, whatever. It's, it's actually the right time because it's a show that you didn't want to put in prime like midsummer like people are going to be out traveling so you might get some a few extra views when people are traveling with it than you would normally to try to get people in i mean the people that are going to watch are going to watch it anyways so it's fine august is a good time Hmm. there's not a lot there you know some summer blockbusters are coming to an end by august so it's a nice little fill spot Diesel, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's it's probably the only place that you could do it in this year because you got Obi Wan coming out, then you got Miss Marvel coming out, so you're yeah. gonna have that little blank period where you're gonna need to fill it with something. And I think that's a perfect spot for it. Um, can't wait. Um, not was never a big She Hulk fan for the comic books or just a fan of superheroes, but I, they've been knocking out home runs with the exception of One Division. <laughs> agreed. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, you know what? I always like to do good news after bad news, so let's do bad news first, ladies and gentlemen. We reported that uh, the Crow was back, the Crow reboot was back into the works. Well, it's even more back into the works. As a matter of fact, we have a star and a slate for when it begins filming. So, the Crow, the new Crow movie, which is going to be a reboot, uh, is going to be starting to film in the month of June. So, right around the corner and we now have a star starring as eric draven that's right that's how we know it's a reboot he is starring as eric draven bill skarsgård of course from yes. it uh, chapter one and the sequel to its fame of course also famously the brother of the great alexander skarsgård that's right i always have to throw it in there he's the marty Janetti of that, that, that tag team. <laughs> let's be honest bill i loved your work in it but god damn it alexander skarsgård after northman i want to point out Definitely in the lead for Man Crush of the Year. <laughs> just, just write that down now. Sign him up. He, he has dethroned Jared Leto. And that's a hard thing to do because he's a Hall of Famer in my book. But boy, boy, was that man sexy in that he movie. He was very sexy oh in that movie. Oh, my God. He's a, especially that wolf scene in the beginning in the oh. village. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's step back out because we're not talking about Alexander. We're talking about Bill. Uh, not, uh, Bill was also in The Northman. We just never <laughs> saw him. He must have been in makeup. Yeah. So with that being said... Bill Skarsgård's going to be playing Eric Draven. The movie is going ahead, even though fucking fans of the movie don't want it. June is the shoot date, so I'm assuming we'll get a release in 2023. How are you feeling about, you know, we knew it was coming because we heard the rumor, but now having it in solidified with the star, how are you feeling? We'll start with Diesel. How are you going? I really hope the, the curse of this movie doesn't continue with this because, man, I do like uh, William Skarsgård. I think he's great. I just, uh, you don't need to remake this movie do a continuation, have a like a new avatar for the crow, but not Eric Draven. Uh, well, I know I'm going to watch it regardless, but still, I like it's upsetting. To your point, this would have been a perfect time for a requel. Yeah, like it's X amount of years in the future. Of course, the original crow came out in 1993, so you could even do it as far back. I mean, at that point in juncture, we're talking what 30 years? Yeah, it would be 30 years exactly, pretty much, because uh, I'm assuming it's coming out in 2023. Yeah, so. If you did that, you could even bring back Ernie Hudson as the tie-in. Yeah. 
Like, he was the retired cop, and all of a sudden, these revenge murders happen again. And go, oh, shit, this happened way back in 93 with Eric Draven. He, his, him, his wife, his, his wife was, was raped and murdered, and he was murdered as well. He came back from the fucking dead to get his revenge. It's happening all over again. And and I thought, I think that would have been a better option. The, the sequel to, this, to, to The Crow never did well, but if you could have wrote a good sequel, and like I said, you it, the requel rules would apply, because you could have brought back the franchise star in Ernie Hudson, and I can't remember who played the young girl there yeah, yeah but you could bring back you could bring back some of the surviving cast from that movie ernie hudson just sticks out because he was a main piece of it and we know he's in movies still yep. so we could have just had that as our bridge and he could have been the sherpa on the mountain of the undead if you will and revenge and i mean revenge films do well i oh, mean yeah. we we're just talking about the northman the northman is a revenge film you could have just done that i think that you're going to divide the audience because it's eric draven yeah it's it's just, just do do a continuation with the crow taking on a different person each time. Like we do not need a redone Eric Draven. And, and my sucks. warning for and my warning for Bill Skarsgård is this: There's a reason Jason Momoa walked away. Because remember, Momoa was the last person attached to it, and that was only a couple years ago, pre-pandemic. Yeah. He walked away and said, I don't want a part of this because he didn't want to take the hit. No. I understand Bill Skarsgård is not as big of a movie star as Jason Momoa. I get it. Not many people are. There's maybe a handful of people <laughs> who are as big of a movie star as Jason Momoa, but I, I just don't like it. I, I just don't like it. Okay. Ron, do you want to add anything before we it, move along? Uh, it is. Well, I mean, it is what it is. I'm just trying to figure out who the, who, who was the girl's name? Shelly? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it was. What is Sophia Shines played her. Okay. And she hasn't really been doing much. Right. There's a few things. But uh, it, it's... I'm, yeah, I'm hit or miss on this. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I feel about it. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I don't know if it's really going to be worth it. I, I know I'm going to see it regardless, but it's still, it's, I don't know. Give Brandon Lee fucking the tribute. Like, retire Eric Draven. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, and I, I would like it more like the comics where it's all black and white until he gets the visions. Unlike they did in this one where it was more the visions were black and white. Yeah. And then everything else, like I would rather it be that way, but that's just me being me. So I don't know what how they're going to shoot it. I don't know how they're going to do it. I just I don't care either way. Yeah, yeah. I I I I'm just not a fan. But once again, I'll give anything a chance. I do like Bill Skarsgård, and I just yeah. think that I hope everything works out. That's like I said, and like Diesel said, I hope the curse doesn't rear its ugly head. I don't believe in a lot of that stuff, but. This is one of them I can believe in. Make sure Alec Baldwin's not attached. Oh, shots are fired, baby. Literally. Shots. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Diesel. Damn. That's all I'm going to say. Damn, Diesel. Reloaded. Here, let me hit it again for you. Reloaded on him. Damn. Alec Baldwin's going to sue someone's ass. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move along to some gutter news, shall we? Uh, We have got a new addition to Dune Part 2. What? And if this movie couldn't get more exciting for me, I was already hamped up for it after Dune Part 1. I said I can't wait to see a Part 2, and uh, I can't even wait. This is more exciting to me. We learned a lot that long ago that uh, Florence Pugh was going to be joining the cast, and that's always a good woman crush uh, to join the cast. But one of my favorite actors of all time. And the legendary performer, I don't give a damn, uh, what you think, Diesel? We need more cowbell. We need more cowboys, right? Because Christopher Walken <laughs> has joined the cast of Dune Part 2, and he will be playing Emperor Shaddam Carino IV. And, uh, of course, that is the man who is the ruler of the known empire. He is the one that put all the gears into motion to create the situation we are currently in, going into Dune Part 2. 
Diesel, we'll start with you. How are you feeling about Christopher Walken joining the cast of Dune Part 2? It, it just feels like an odd choice. I love Christopher Walken, but like this just seems like a weird choice, like this sci-fi fantasy thing with somebody who's never really done these types of movies before. What are you talking about? Click is an amazing movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> Damn it, Diesel. I'm just hoping he has to keister some spice. <laughs> he might have to keister some spice. Before we all know this, this could be, you know, this could be Joe Dirt 3. Who knows? I'm all right with it because you're coming at my guy all wrong, Diesel. You're coming at him all wrong. Ron, how do you feel about uh, Christopher Walken joining the cast of Doom Part 2? Okay, fine, whatever. I don't care. I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait. I can't. Let's get it on is all I'm saying. Uh, let's stick with happy news for me, at least, right? Uh, after the success of Godzilla vs. Kong last year, both in theaters and on HBO Max, Legendary Films is moving the MonsterVerse forward with a direct sequel to the film. Adam Wingard, who brought Godzilla vs. Kong to life, is back to helm the follow-up, and we now know who will be leading the charge in the front of the camera. Uh, Wingard is set to reunite with the star of his acclaimed film, The Guest, Dan Stevens. So Dan Stevens will be the uh, star. This is according all according to uh, Deadline, and we are getting uh, one in production currently. And uh, the fact that Wingard, uh, Weingard is back, sorry, Weingard is back, and is exciting to me. Uh, I know Ron, you also like these movies. How are you feeling about a sequel to Godzilla vs Kong? Sure, whatever. I'll watch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like whatever. I'll watch this because I just like big kaiju movies. So yeah. whatever. Nothing what, wrong with that. And you know, I don't care where it goes because it's just big monsters fighting things yeah that's pretty much all you need to get my ass into the theater is just big ass kaiju fighting each other and i man so the the human person cast cool it's replaceable because all i'm doing is like fanboying out for godzilla and kong and the mothras and rodans and yeah. all that in the world as long as they just bring in more you know monsters i'm good yeah well, I'm a big fan as we know i'm a huge fan of the kaiju i'm a huge fan of godzilla in particular uh I've, I've liked what Weingart has done with the MonsterVerse, so I'm assuming this will be just as good. I like Dan Stevens as well, so I think we're going in the right direction to continue this story. Uh, sign me up. Sign me up. I hope Millie Bobby Brown is back as well. Oh, same here. Because uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed her in these movies as well. So I'm I'm not as, I'm assuming that everybody would be back on board, considering the fact that Weingart is still running the show. Uh, so can't wait to see it. Can't wait for it to go in production, and hopefully uh, by the end of 2023 we'll get that movie, or if not, the beginning of 2024. Uh, let's go to. We have two more articles to go, and one of them is another big return to movies as uh, this past year, my birthday movie even Scream 2022. AKA Scream 5, let's be honest, is Scream 5, uh, did a huge box office return, and it was instantly announced within the week of it coming out that we were going to get a Scream Part 6, and that the, the group, the production group Radio Silence, who brought us Scream 2022, was going to be back to bring us Scream 6. Well, during Scream 2022, there was a uh, scene that a lot of people missed, but is now out there on the internet, and as they were going over the video on YouTube of Billy Loomis and the story of Billy Loomis, down to the right side of the screen, you could see interview with Kirby Reed, uh, ghost face survivor, and of course Kirby Reed was played by Hayden Pettitier, my woman crush Hall of Famer, in Scream 4, and that confirmed that she was still alive. Now further confirming she's alive, she has officially joined the cast of Scream 6. So we are getting back Hayden Penetier in the world of Scream. Also joining her were the four survivors of the of the movie. And of course, Courtney Cox also will be reprising her role as Gail Weathers. With that being said, Ron, I know you're a big horror fan. How are you feeling about the return of Hayden Penetier to the Scream world? 
actually, I'm good with it because I actually enjoyed her in the what was four, four, yeah, Scream yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was one of the highlights of Scream Four. Um, I think you rank Scream Four higher than I do, but that's you know nearer there. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. But she was definitely one of the points in the fact that you know they did confirm that she was there and still alive. If we did get another one, we could possibly see her. Now that being confirmed is a great thing. Like bring back any more legacy characters, I'm fine with. Absolutely, Diesel. How are you feeling about? It? I know you're not a big horror guy, but. I have never seen a Scream movie, so... And I don't think I'll start now. Um, it's cool. I do like Hayden Pentair a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, for whatever reason, these movies are the ones I just can't deal with. Like, the, the murder for murder's sake movies can't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, with that being said, we have some sad news to end the uh, segment here. And, of course, that is that uh, legendary, in my opinion, legendary actor Fred Ward has passed away at the yep. age of 79. Fred Ward was one of those guys who was in everything. everything. Uh, most notably, uh, Tremors is one of the big ones is listed for him, as well as Naked Gun 33 and a third. Uh, he was... <laughs> He literally was in uh, Remo Williams. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's just so much to go. Two small bodies. Uh, Tremors obviously was the big one. Like I said before, he played uh, the father of the lead character in Jennifer Lopez's revenge thriller. Enough. Literally, blinking. You could. You. He was you, in everything. You, you've seen him in something. <laughs> I can't. I can't even get even further. He's in everything, and he's been doing work since the 1970s in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, truly, if. Truly, yeah. truly, of course, you might also remember him as the biological father of one Joe Dirt from yeah. Joe Dirt. Yeah. Just throwing yeah. another, bringing back Joe Dirt. Uh, guys, how do you feel about the passing of one Fred Ward? It, it sucks. Uh, I was a big fan of Tremors growing up and one of the w few horror movies I do enjoy. Um, and he was always just enjoyable. Like Even when he was just a gruff asshole of a character, yeah. he still had enough likability. And then from what you hear from behind the scenes, he's just an amazing person. Yeah, like uh, Kevin Bacon put out a tweet saying that like he remembers just the stupid conversations that they would have while waiting to do film Tremor, you know, go yeah. film a scene in Tremors. And he's like, I would not have asked to be with next to anybody else fighting underground sandworms, and it, you know that means a lot coming from like Kevin Bacon from all those years ago. I, you know, they they obviously still had somewhat of a friendship, and you know, gone too soon is an understatement for this one. Yep. Uh, he will be definitely missed, but you can find. And find him anywhere, yeah. you know. Like definitely, even rewatching Tremors. I rewatched Tremors a little while ago, and it was good. So you know, it is. It, it sucks. Gone too soon. You know, thoughts and prayers to his friends and family. Yeah. You know, you will be missed. Absolutely. And with that being said, uh, condolences to his family, friends, and fans, which we are bunged. And uh, we are going to have a brief moment of silence before we continue the show in honor of the late great Fred Ward. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Let's go down to the lobby. Uh, pretty exciting uh, box office this week. Um, no massive changes, but still a pretty impressive week. But coming in at number five, still on the list. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Hey, it's still hanging in it's there. A good Great movie. movie. Another go see it if you haven't seen it. Yep, go, another $3.3 million. Uh, debuting on the, on the list this week is a movie that we're going to be talking about later. 
Firestarter with $3.8 million. Not an impressive showing in the theatrics, but it was also released on Peacock the same day. So Yes, very divisive. We'll be talking about how we felt about it in the second half of the show for the 3FM movie review. But, yeah, very divisive. And uh, I'm glad they made some money, though. Once again, being on Peacock does hurt the box office. Uh, number three this week, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with another $4.6 million. Just raking in that kid's money. I don't care what you have to do back that brings truck right up to, <laughs> to, to one uh, Jim Carrey's house to make sure that even if he's done, he comes back for at least the next Sonic he, movie. He didn't kind of say he would. He said he would. So uh, Another kid's movie is still in the number two spot, The Bad Guys with another $6.9 million. I've heard good things. I did not get to see it. Once again, my kid's getting a little yeah. old for those movies, but... Uh, uh, my friend at work, he did take his kids and said it was a very good movie for a kid's movie. Nice. And then on the number one spot again this week with another $61 million, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. By the way, for all you nerds out there that think the sky is falling because it dropped 67% from from its opening week, I will remind you that Spider-Man No Way Home dropped 68%. The sky is not falling. It's still making a shit ton of money. Yeah. It has made over $600 million worldwide, and I think we're doing all right in the MCU. Yeah. They just don't seem to remember that a lot of people are going to the theaters opening week again now. The yeah. COVID thing is, you know, ra- slowing down. People are go back to the movie theaters. And it's not like back in the day where you don't know when you're going to be able to see that movie again. So there's not as much repeated viewings in theaters anymore. Well, on top of that, this movie is going to still reign supreme and get, I, I'm going to say this, it's going to make over $20 million for at least the next week or so. Uh, because the next big blockbuster movie, which we'll talk about in a second, is coming out as Top Gun Maverick. Outside of that, we're not going to have any other big blockbusters, so the people who are going to the theater are going to go to rewatch or watch for the first time Doctor Strange. This movie is going to be very much fine. It's going to make over a billion dollars easily. Yeah. yeah, because coming out this week, I don't think either of these movies are going to beat out Doctor Strange for the number one spot. Downton Abbey, A New Era. I mean, there's some people that are going to see that, but I don't think it's going to beat out Doctor Strange. And then uh, Men. There's some <laughs> A24 fans, but A24 movies don't ne- necessarily make a ton of money in the box office, so I think that they're going to be I. I think I'm being generous with my uh, guess. $7.2 million for its opening. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher than you. I think $15 million. Hmm, Okay. Ron, you want to throw a guess on there for Men? Uh, Downton Abbey will do a little more than that. I think Downton Abbey will get close to 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, Downton Abbey, yeah. Are, I don't know. And we're all 20. talking domestic numbers, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay, yeah. yeah I, I'll, I'll go in the middle and say, like, 12. Okay, right on. Uh, and then uh, you brought it up uh, on May 27th, Top Gun Maverick and the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, I've never been a fan of Bob's Burgers, but yeah. that's okay because we are definitely going to be going to see Top Gun Maverick and that week's that will also be that week's 3FN Movie Club review because I cannot wait to see that. I find it funny that we've gotten Bob's Burger movie before we got an Archer movie. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. It is Fox. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. The only reason we're getting a Bob's Burgers movie is because some idiot there forgot that The Simpsons was part of 20th Century Fox and that got shipped to Disney. <laughs> but we are going to get a new uh, Simpsons movie. Disney did confirm that yeah. as well. That was a few months ago. We talked about it. But with that being said, Diesel, it is now time for this week's Top 3. All right. This week is your Top 3 favorite biographical movies. So movies about a historical subject or a person in history or entertainment. Just a movie about somebody. And the fight that we always have. Is it biopic? Or biopic. I like biopic, but it's not biopic. I think it's biopic, too. But yeah. I, like you, I like to call them biopics because I think that that sounds better. <laughs> yeah. For some yeah. reason, to me and my ears, biopic. So if you hear me call them biopic and you're like, Rich, what the fuck are you doing? It's just my preference. It's potato, pajado. Shit, I got to take Splicer off my account, my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so top, top three 
biopics. I mean, obviously, the Elvis movie might, it might make this list one day. Yes. It looks fucking good. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Uh, but ones that have been there. Uh, at number three, I'm going to uh, go with... You, you know, there's part of me that just wanted to go with Walk Hard. <laughs> but I know that that's a, it's not a biopic. So let's go with the real Ring of Fire. We'll go with the real... Uh, our, our Walk the Line. Walk the Line. We'll go with our real good friend, uh, of course... The man in black himself. I thought that was a great movie. Uh, killer performances in that flick. Yes. Really, really, really good. Uh, number two, I'm actually going to go with a, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, but there's going to be another one coming out that I don't know if you guys uh, have heard about, but uh, Jamie Foxx is going to be playing Mike Tyson yes. in a biopic. Yeah. And yeah. I'm waiting to see that because my number two pick is actually Ray. Oh, my God, Jamie Foxx murdered it in Ray. Yeah, murdered it. Like, uh, dude, I, I will go... Th that is the movie, the reason... Let's, let's be honest. I love him in any given Sunday, but Ray is the reason why I will go see any movie yeah. J.B. Fox is in, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. He's phenomenal in it. Great movie. And it was really cool, the story. My number one has been my number one for a long time. It is a motherfucking Spike Lee joint. It is X. The Malcolm X movie yes. X. Love it. Love it. If you've never seen X, you need to go see X. It's a long watch. It's three hours plus, but it's well worth the three hours plus. Talking about one of the greatest figures of all time. Uh, that movie got robbed. Should have won an Oscar. Obviously didn't because of the content of the movie. Obviously also didn't because at that time they didn't... I, I, fuck it, I'll say it. They didn't get black people Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's just go there. Fucking say it. Because Spike Lee should have won it for that. Also, Denzel Washington should have won Best Actor for playing Malcolm X. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Uh, so in, instead we had to wait until he was a crooked cop years later to, to win that prestigious award. But he should have won it for this film. X is amazing. Go fucking watch it. Spike Lee himself is actually really good in this movie because Spike Lee plays his little sidekick buddy in the movie, so, which is fucking awesome <laughs> to see Spike Lee as a, as a good actor. I mean, he's been in other things, but yeah. mostly comedic. He was actually a good actor in this movie. So big shout-outs to, to Spike Lee and the Spike Lee joint that is X. That was my number one biopic. Go ahead, Ronald. Uh, number three is The Last Emperor. That was, you know, 1987, uh, only because it was a movie that I kind of forced my dad to take me to because I was... Eight. No. <laughs> but he's like, I'm going to the movies. I'm like, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. But I actually sat through the whole thing with him, and it's one of those movies that I've rewatched since, and like, I just remember going with my dad, so that's why that's in there. Awesome. Uh, number two, call me what you want, fanboy, whatever. Uh, the American Underdog, Kurt Warner story. When I watched it, I heard uh, it was great. It was, it was, it was amazing. Like I, I, and I'm just because I'm a Rams fan, and I, you know, when I was there, and I just remember, remember hearing all the story parts. And like now that I'm able to see how the how it all came out, you know, because you hear things you're you know you weren't putting them in the right places, but now that you saw it, it, it and it's a hell of a story if you haven't seen it yet. And then the Aviator with uh, Ooh Leo Leo in it. Yep. Yeah, that was a great movie, uh, dude. Great movie. That that whole scene where he's he locked himself in the room and all it is is just jars of piss just sitting next to him because he was trying to figure out. My favorite part of that scene is when he's like giving the directions to the front person about the <laughs> delivery guy. He's gonna hold the bag at a forty five degree angle yep. so I can reach in and not touch the bag. Yep. It was fucking amazing, yeah, but that, that that's, that's that was Howard Hughes' life. Yeah. I, I wish it would have gone I, I'm not not to be morbid but I do wish it would have gone a little more into like his when he was dying yeah. yeah because that was fucking a really sad way for one of the greatest geniuses of all time to fucking go but yeah. mental illness is a bitch man yeah all Diesel. right I got two honorable mentions and this is for like despicable people Black Mass oh so good Johnny Depp yep and uh, The Founder ooh the oh, Ray Kroc yeah, story yeah, yeah. yeah Michael Keaton yeah good shit uh, but coming in at number three, we're going to go with Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a little 
fictionalized, but I thought Rami Malek did phenomenal, and it was amazing. Beautiful, and I love Queen. Love the story yeah. of Freddie Mercury. Rami Malek just fucking hits a home run. Uh, number two, I, Tanya. I know you love yeah, that I movie. Love I saw it. I, I saw the reason I watched it. that movie was because of you, and I got to give you the big thumbs up. Uh, the 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 guy uh, Sebastian Stan, of course, yep. played Jeff Galuli. Yep. And then I love how the the fat guy uh, that was a CIA agent. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Stingray, he was, dude. He won that movie. Like he, yeah. I, he's the hero of that movie for me. Yeah. I loved him in that movie. And then number one, we're shouting out Jim Carrey again. I'm a huge fan of comedy. Man on the Moon about Andy Kaufman. Bro, so the cable good. guy, you're not going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a biopic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, dude, so many good things out there. I could have said so many more, but yeah, yeah man, those were all good picks. Everybody had different ones, and everybody had good ones. Super, 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 super good. With that being said, though, we are going to take our break. When we come back from the break, we are going to do the three FN movie club review. And this week, of course, it is the brand new Firestarter. Uh, of course, before then, though, during the break, you're going to hear information about live stream for the Cure, which goes down this weekend. Starts on May the nineteenth. Uh, live stream for the Cure on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash live stream for the Cure. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, event that we get to be a part of for charity uh myself and ken m will be live at 11 p.m eastern standard time on friday uh may 20th and we're from 11 to 12 closing out the friday day and we are going to be doing wrestling trivia and we're gonna have play some games and do some giveaways and uh we're gonna have a lot of fun i was gonna make it a drinking game but ken m doesn't drink yeah so so we're gonna figure we're gonna figure out some punishments in here for people but it's also gonna be a lot of fun and giveaways and with that being said though uh, make sure you tune in listen to all the information donate 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 we will be giving away stuff for people who donate during our stream and even probably for if anybody donates and they let me know I'll, I have no problem sending you some stickers and stuff from the show we do believe it the money does go to the Cancer Institute of America it's a great cause and the goal this year is $20,000 we've hit goal every year that we've been a part of it we're hoping this year is still the same so please make sure you check out live streams of the cure you're going to hear all about that during the break when we come back 3FN movie club review of Firestarter. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. I feel like I'm at a rave in the 90s. <laughs> That's why I like I thought this was the hacker soundtrack for a minute. 
It might have been on that. I know Prodigy was on the soundtrack. I don't know. I don't think it's this one. It's a, it's a different one. I didn't remember that. Smack okay. my bitch up. Smack my bitch up. Oh, Prodigy was great. R.I.P. Anyways, you know what time it is. Time for the 3FN Movie Club Review. And of course, as you heard the song, you already know. We are reviewing Firestarter 2022. Of course, the remake, reboot, however you want to look at it, of the original Firestarter film. It has just hit theaters and also The Peacock, cock, cock, The Peacock. And uh, as always, uh, during the 3FN Movie Club review, as always, we like to kick it off with a spoiler-free synopsis of the film, along with uh, running down the cast, crew, and everything else. And then uh, our recommendation or not recommendation, and last but certainly least, then we play the spoiler alert, and then we come with our spoiler full review of the movie so with that being said the synopsis of this film pulling it right off of uh google so we don't have any spoilers is a couple desperately try to hide their daughter charlie from a shadowy federal agency that wants to harness her unprecedented gift for turning fire into a weapon of mass destruction her father taught her how to diffuse her power but as charlie turns 11 the fire becomes harder and harder to control when a mysterious operative finally finds the family he tries to seize charlie once and for all but she has other plans sounds nefarious if uh, i say <laughs> well firestarter of course was released on may 13 2022 with a runtime of 94 minutes the uh, it's distributed by universal pictures and produced by blumhouse productions weed road Pro- uh, pictures boulder light pictures and angry adam productions uh the movie is based on firestarter by stephen king and was written by scott teams and directed by keith thomas it's produced by jason blum and akiva goldsman Cinematography by Kareem Hussan, uh, edited by Tim Elverson, and the music was by, done by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. And trust me, that is one of the best parts of this movie. And, uh, of course, it had a budget of $12 million. And Diesel mentioned earlier, $5.9 million is what it made worldwide. So, uh, didn't make, but, but once again, it's free on the Peacock if you would like to watch it. So, uh, with a Peacock subscription. With that being said, uh, it, this movie stars Zach Efron, Ryan Kira Armstrong, Sidney Lamone, Kurtwood Smith, John Beasley, Michael Grayes, and Gloria Rubin, and more. And of course, we are now going to go to our recommendation section. So, without giving any spoilers, this is spoiler free. Would you or would you not recommend Firestarter for the people at home? Once again, you can watch it on the Peacock or in the movie theater. We will start with Ronald, because I know you watched it on the Peacock, I do believe. No, I went to the theater. theater? Okay. Yeah, I, I uh, so, do you recommend or don't recommend Firestarter? I actually recommend this. It, it had a little bit of 80s vibe still to it. So, like, if you like Stranger Things, like, you could, you, you know, you, you'll like this. If you like the original, you'll like this. I, I, I recommend it. Absolutely. Uh, Diesel, recommend or do not recommend it. Why? I definitely recommend it. Um, if you're on the fence, just watch it on the Peacock. Don't waste your money on going to the theater. But if you got an hour and a half to kill, watch it. It's a, it's a fine watch. I'm going to join you guys. I also recommend this movie. I know right now it's getting beat up uh, online and elsewhere, and I'm kind of puzzled. I mean, when we go into our spoiler full after the spoiler alert, we'll kind of dive into what we felt about the movie. Uh, am I saying it's the greatest movie of all time? No, I'm not. However, I did find it entertaining. I did enjoy it. It was worth going to see it in the movie theater. I do have the unlimited pass. Me and Ron always go with that. But Diesel did pay for a ticket. I don't think that you uh, think you wasted your money. So that. But you could also, if you have a Peacock subscription, $4.99, you could watch it there and uh, you know, save some money. 
I, but I did I did enjoy it. I don't have Mike C's final from Horizon 607. We're going to be reviewing it next week on Horizon 607 as well. So I'll, then I'll have his final thoughts on it. But I know that what he had saw in the movie, he liked because he only got to see about half of it. So there's that as well. So I think it's a very strong recommendation from here. And like I said, I know other people did not like it, but we can only go by our opinions and our opinions alone. So with that being said, if you have not seen Firestarter 2022 and you want to see it, I... Uh, this is the time for you to pause the podcast and come back after you've seen it because we are going to enter the spoiler zone and give our spoiler full review after this alert. Remember, if you have seen it and or just don't care about getting it spoiled, you can stay on board. But for everybody else, dip on out because you've been warned. And we are in the spoiler zone. Of course, as you know, we do not break down movies by, uh, you know, piece by piece like some people. And that's fine. It's just something we don't do. We just go with the good, the bad, and then our then we play the game and our review. With that being said, our scores, sorry. With that being said, let's talk about what we liked about this movie. I'm going to start with one piece and then pass it around, and we can just keep it going on like that. Of course, and I think we all share this in common, the score to this film that was done by John Carpenter and his son Cody was phenomenal. Uh, when you talk about 80 Vibes, yeah. it was there with the, the synth line. I love John Carpenter's Carpenter score. As a matter of fact, you asked Diesel, me and him went to see it. I did not know yeah. at the time. I, knew, I try to stay away from things before I see movies, as yeah, we yeah, all know. No, I try to. When we entered and I saw, we heard the first opening uh, thing in that, the opening credits, I heard the music, I'm like, this is really good. But then when I saw John Carpenter, I went, oh, fuck yeah. 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 Oh, it makes sense because it sounded like Carpenter. It was great. And I loved throughout the soundtrack of this film. Uh, Ron, I'm going to go to you next. Uh, you could dive onto that. And what else you liked about this film? Well, yeah, definitely the soundtrack is definitely the amazing part of this film. And it, like like I said, if you, if you if you like the Stranger Things vibe, like you get the 80s vibe, even though it's modern take on the story. Um, I think the the girl that they got to play uh, Charlie, sorry, I forget her name, uh, is is amazing. I, yeah, I thought she, she I thought she did a hell of a job in this movie. That would be Ryan Kira yeah, Armstrong. Right. Yep, I, I thought she did an amazing job in this movie. Her and Zac Efron played off each other well. Like I, sometimes you don't see this, you know, with child actors and you know the the adults inside of things. But I re- like it. She she. You know they they brought you know she she, she did her, her great for this like how they did everything. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought the acting of this movie overall. Yeah. I know that Diesel's going to jump in there probably. Yeah. Zach Efron fucking killed it. Oh, yeah, Zach Efron was great in this. He is fucking dreamy, and like <laughs> he 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 pulls you in and makes you care. Yeah, he, he, well, it was just a great talent as an uh, actor to have. I, I hear he's Sean Scar's favorite actor too. He might be. Oh. But I'll tell you what, I love me some Zac Efron. He was great in this movie. Uh, one of the scenes that sticks out talking about the young the young girl, Ryan uh, Kira Armstrong, and Zac Efron is when she lights her mother's arms on fire. And before they go in the house, she goes, I was aiming for you. Yeah. So it was kind of that realization that she tells her father, like, I wasn't aiming for mom. I was aiming for you. Uh, and it was like, holy shit. Like, there was a lot of revelations in this movie like that. Uh, I liked it. I liked how they did the setup. I liked the story and the plot. Uh, when you get to the end of the movie, the movie just becomes about redemption. Yeah. Like, that's all the movie is. And I thought that uh, throughout it, it's the redemption of a mother and father. It's a redemption of the daughter. It's a redemption then of uh, uh, John Rainbird, who, of course, is... Yeah. The quote unquote one of the villains. He's yeah. he's one of the power people who have powers, and he is amazing in he this. He's great in this. 
Uh, but played by Michael Gray Eyes. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I'd love to see more of him. Yeah, Michael Gray Eyes was great. Michael Gray Eyes was yeah. amazing in this. I, I will give out Gloria Rubin playing Captain Hollister was also phenomenal. Very yeah. evil. Like, yeah. you, she was easy to un- not like. Yeah, she was very quick. And, I mean, that was a change made the captain female in this instead of male. Yes. Which, which I think was a perfect change. I think she was perfect. In yes. This. Like, I don't think you could have gotten anybody better this. Is, for this is like Suicide Squad level of heinous for, like, a oh, woman yeah. in charge. Yeah. Like, yeah. she was great. She was, yeah. like, the old Davis quality. Yeah. Well, she comes in and she kind of strong arms Grey Eyes into doing this because he was retired. Yep. Yeah. And and his his power is he's a psychic and uh, he also has telekinesis. So he's, and he's very powerful. Uh, the mother, we find out, has telekinesis as well and ESP. The father has what they call the push. And that is where if he gazes, he can go into somebody's head and rearrange things and make them do things. Yeah. And the daughter... We find out has both of her parents' powers, plus she has the fire power, yeah. uh, which is kind of awesome. I thought this was a really good mm-hmm. super superhero take. Yeah, this would have made a better New Mutants or or, yeah. or, or, or Inhumans uh, yeah. any day. I thought it was actually very good in that aspect as well. Uh, any other positives from you, gentlemen? The old black man. Oh, <laughs> and I love it. Of course, John Beasley plays, and by the way, John Beasley has been in a ton of stuff, and I love him. He is. To me, he is like uh, the, like the diabetes guy. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Wolford Brimley. Yes, yeah. he is. He is like the black Wolford Brimley. Yeah. Like he, he's he's always like that grandfather you want to yeah. have yeah. and you love. And I loved him in this. And he was he followed that suit in this with a secret, of course. Yep. And I enjoyed that in the story. Like his wife is in uh, is is in bad shape. She's on a machine to live. Uh, we find out it's from an accident. He says it's because somebody. Turn, come to find out he wasn't paying attention and head on somebody. Well, some killed drunk herself. caused the accident, which she was actually 100% accurate, but he was the drunk. He was the drunk. Yeah. And when she reveals that after we have this really good scene, the scene where he calls the cops, I love that scene just because like he's like drunk and he's not trusting. And then when the, li- when the little girl, when Charlie comes out and says, you know, she told me, you know, you know what happened and tells him and then goes, you know, she forgives you, right? She, that's what she wishes she could tell you. She forgives you. And he goes, oh, man, I messed up. Yeah. And then he missed a call to the cops, and the cops are coming. And he's like, I'll take care of this. Go hide. <laughs> and they're just like, he's like, he's like, what, you're drunk? And he's like, he's like, even better. <laughs> and I love how he goes outside. You know, they say you're sleeping and awake, and you see things. <laughs> you know, I saw this documentary on Netflix. You know, I, you know I'm dozing off, and I it's, see the news, and I call the cops. And I'm drunk. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the documentary, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It was something about me sleeping, and then I woke up, and I was dreaming really well, and I saw the news, so I thought I saw the kid. Did I mention I was drunk? No, oh, and, and I'm drunk. <laughs> it was so good. It was very, like... it. It, it pulled a little bit at your heartstrings that oh, scene. It was it was really that was a fun scene. It was I, a good scene. I have hopes that he didn't die. He gets shot, but I don't, think he, I don't think he died yeah. because yeah. when she leans down, she says something to him before she yeah. runs. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's still alive. Yeah. But he because he think he got shot in the leg. Yeah, he got, he he got shot. Leg. shot. Fucking, I, I I hated the fact that he even got hurt because I love that guy. That guy was awesome. I agree yeah. with you. Was, the acting in this movie was phenomenal. Yeah, the acting was great. Uh, with that being said, let's go over to the negatives because there's always negatives in a film. I'll kick off the negative of this film. I'm going to say something I normally don't say. This film, I could have taken another 10, 15 minutes of this film and flushed out because the one thing that I will say about the story where it didn't hit for me is there was parts that were rushed and not flushed out enough. I think they could have taken an extra 10, 15 minutes to do so. Yeah, the the beginning I think was actually kind of like dragging a little bit and then once you get to the second and then the ultimate third act, I think if you flush that out and put in a couple more kill scenes, make it 
I, I think this would be like a pretty high rated movie at that point because right. it seemed like the beginning of the movie was like at half speed, and once you get to the third act, it's like double speed. Like you're just like, all right, we gotta get this done. We gotta get this. Yeah. Done. yeah. Instead of like dragging, a, they should have like took a little more out. Let's, let's stay with some of these characters a little longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I think there's there's some parts of the plot that are I mean, just kind of eh, because they could have flushed them out more. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of plot holes, like the whole her calling nine one one. Uh, daughter calling Charlie calling nine one one because of everything that happened. Like, and then the fire happens on the mother's arms, and they're sitting there taking the time to, to bandage them up and stuff. Like, there would have been a cop there before they. Oh yeah, because the cop does show up eventually. Yeah, which is like way it, late. Which, yeah. Why would they have shown up uh, before? I get yeah, it. Yeah, like that. Like, trust me, they would have been there. Somebody would have been there a lot sooner because Dude. they don't take a hang up at nine one one like that. Like, yeah, oh. but we don't know how many cops are in that Rainbird, district. Rainbird gets called that same day. That yeah. same, and I don't know how close he really was, yeah. but man, he's there at night. One of his powers was not teleportation, yeah. so I'm yeah. not understanding well, how he got in and fucking did that so quick, because that's never explained. Once again, well, could have been a better explanation. Well, why is the satellite heat sensor on the school? Because of him. What's the weird part is, I think that was him, because that's the school he was mopping up in. It wasn't even the same school. No, it was when it was. No, it was the bathroom. It, it was oh, the they bathroom. That, but that was later on. That already had happened and was over with. Which is yeah, weird when they showed but they, it. they showed that. They, yeah, when that, she calls, when she calls him, yeah. and that's why it's like, why are they like? So they already knew where they were. Or maybe they just got lucky. The satellite just happened to be in that area. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of there, there's a lot that they could have explained furthermore, but they didn't. Uh, with that being said, I think that was the biggest downfall yeah. of this movie. I'm trying to think of like other things I really really hated. Something else did you want to add? Oh, yeah. oh, oh man, oh, here goes. Oh, here we go. It couldn't have been a dog. It had to be a cat. Oh come on. <laughs> Your love for cats. Oh. She burns a cat. Diesel was upset Dude, about that, it. That, that, the the that. tomboy cat scratched her, and the little goddamn serial killer in the making fucking <laughs> fireballs him. Yes, but we got the important <sighs> lesson of if you hurt, if you do it, you have to make it right. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. comes back in one of your favorite scenes yeah, yeah, with that, the that whole scene with the him. agent who is once again. Let's bring this up. Here's another illogical point <laughs> of this, and this is like I did not like this for this reason. These people are fucking dumb. So this guy, so so there's a scene coming into the third act. She's prepping to go save her father from this place. Uh, giving a little backstory, it's not her father that calls out to her. It's actually uh, Rainbird. Yeah. And we find out why is because Rainbird didn't really want to kill her mother, and her mother before she dies says to Rainbird, "You don't know what you're dealing with. You're gonna wish you've never did this." Yeah. And then of course he gets hit with the power from the kid. And goes, oh shit! And that's when he starts preaching this. You will see her. Ve- you don't understand. You're going to see her vengeance, right. and and she's going to come for you. And that's when Captain Hollister goes, yeah, well, she, you killed her mother. I'm sure she's coming for you. He goes, yeah, that's a pence I will be paying for. <laughs> yeah, but he's kind of forewarning people, which is really yeah. interesting. And then he's the one that telepathically tells her to come there because he wants his pence. He's a, it's weird. Uh, prior to this, I think we uh, glaze over the fact that fucking uh, our good friend Kurtwood Smith was phenomenal in the only scene he was in, yeah. and that pissed me off. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I had to go back and just look at the IEMDB to see if he was in the, the original because I thought that would have been a good throwback. That would have been a good throwback, but he, but he wasn't. wasn't. But you know what? I wish... There's another downfall. I wish they had more of him in the movie. That's yeah. a whole other ball game. It isn't, like, worth going over because I don't know what we're going to do, but he forewarns them that they should just Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm telling you. Terminator. 
You don't want that. She she can explode <laughs> into a nuclear fucking bomb in a city because she gets upset about something. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want the smoke, bitch. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, you know, the government always wants a weapon. But anyway, so when the girl starts sneaking into and using her powers and sneaks into this facility, she goes in the back seat to get a badge because she notices she needs a badge to get in. And this guy who is an agent slides to her from the jump. I'm not an agent. I just work here. Yeah, I don't tech. have a gun. I'm just a tech. Yeah. Mind you, he knows how powerful this child is. I understand it's an 11-year-old child, but you know what she can do because everybody in this building knows. And this dumb motherfucker thinks it's a good idea to lie to her and then goes, I don't have a gun, but then tries to shoot her through the seat. And she's like, yeah, not so much. And fucking roast dude. Like he's in, not dead though. No. Like, like the whole conversation on the phone about his wife being pregnant and the baby yeah. having to come, and you're just like, oh no! Because, oh, you should have just whole, handed over the badge and just fucking gone home. Yeah, and then the whole concept because you know Zach Efron says, you know, you you kill somebody, you you mess with their you whole family, so, you hurt their whole family. Yeah, and, and then he also was, but he also said has, if you hurt somebody or something, you have to finish it. That's because yeah. you can't leave people in pain. And she recites that part to herself before she lights his ass back up to kill him. Yeah. But he suffers for a minute. Burnt oh. the fucking shit, Diesel. Oh, so cool. But yeah, you, so their their main plan once they get the girl there is to just clear the path. They want her down to the lower levels to be reunited with her dad so they can theoretically capture her. So everybody in the facility knows the game plan. They're like, do not engage. Just clear the path so she can go down this hallway, go down the stairs. She's yep. going to go where we need her to go. Don't try to fuck with this little bitch. She's going <laughs> to fuck you up. And she did. <laughs> no, she... Then it goes to more stupidity because yep. after she gets in there, we have, and, and mind you, I, this doesn't kill the movie for me because I still like this third act. It's just that, like, the stupidity levels are fucking off the charts. Because then she gets, and you have Captain Hollister there with her father behind glass, says, oh, if you light me up, you're going to take your dad with you. So she's very angry, wants to save her dad, but she still doesn't want her dad to die. So she's sitting there, and she starts explaining to her that her dad's used the push thing so much that if he does it again, she could hemorrhage his brain, and that'll be it anyways. So we need to help you, and da-da-da, we can teach you your powers, da You know, the normal evil fucking person thing. Yeah. All right, so get him a doctor. So, all right, get him a doctor. She's like, no, no. She's like, if you get him a doctor, we can talk. <laughs> In the meantime, Zach Efron decides, fuck this, I'm sacrificing myself, and says, you know what, I told you, now you make me a promise, I need you to break that promise. Just go ahead and light her up. And she's like, no, I won't do that because it'll kill you. So he does his last push yeah. on his own daughter to tell her it's okay. <laughs> and, of course, she lights. She's, And then, of course, the dumbest part. That, 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 mind you. So not only do you know she has the powers. You now know because it's out loud. It's not something that's it's yeah. telepathic. It's said out loud. So you know her father just to use that push. To make her roast you, yeah. and you're because you don't get try to run. You just go. I'm standing next to your dad. It's gonna kill him too. Yeah. He just said to do it. He pushed you to yeah. do it. So she he, fucking roast that motherfucker. And every time he uses his power, he had to crack his neck. So yeah. he, So like you knew. Yeah. She like she had to have known that was to tell. Not to mention he said it out <laughs> yeah. loud. Yeah. No, I get that too. But like the other tell is that. So she <laughs> roast that motherfucker up. But then the dumbest of all times, because now the little girl is pissed. So now she's destroying fucking. Everything, and as she goes through, uh, she she unlocks with her telepathic powers. She unlocks every door in the building, yep. which lets out uh, Rainbird, uh, and he helps out a little bit. We'll talk about that in a second. Which I actually did like this. That's why I have to go to the redemption. But in the hallway, we have dumb bitch number two, <laughs> and I know I'm saying that because she's a woman. She was stamping. She's instantly like, 
Oh, I'll help you. I'll help you get out while somebody's planning to shoot the yeah. little girl from behind. Mind you, this is after this person witnessed this girl with her mind. She used the push power on these two guys, these two guards, who then proceeded to yep. shoot each other in each other's head. Like the one shot, the one in the head, the other one shot, the other one in the head. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she sees this, and this dumb bitch is trying to distract her. Of course, she turns around, roasts the dude with a gun. Mind you, you're trying to distract a girl, but you're looking past her and making eye contact with the guy who's going to attempt to shoot this little girl. Just keep eye contact on the little I made a wrong decision in my career path. I quit. I will get you out of here. Bang, bang. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, so she roasts the dude, and then she turns around, and of course, this is one of the parts that me and Diesel both hated. She turns around and says, liar, liar, pants on fire. And she just, she incinerates that chick. Yeah. Like, that chick, there's nothing left. Yeah. There's just ash. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to another part that I had a problem with in the third act. Once again, I still like the third act. It's just a little problematic. Is the guys in the suits. Yeah. And she tries to roast those motherfuckers, and they're in heat suits, and they can. And I'm just like, well, how much heat can they really take in a heat suit? Well, not even that. We just watched her use her power through what I'm assuming is bulletproof glass. You don't think she can go through fucking fabric and fucking make them light up from the inside? Yeah, really. <laughs> so anyways, take that aside. Then, dumb motherfucker takes his helmet off after it looks like she's spent. Now, mind you, once your helmet's off, now she can light your head on fire, which we saw her previously light two guys' heads on fire. Yep. yep. But we don't need her powers anymore because uh, Rainbird is there to save the day and fucking shoots all these motherfuckers. <laughs> and that's redemption because he sits on his knees, the, yep. the fire stuff is going off, and he is totally at peace with letting her get her revenge because he deserves it. It's his penance. And she, she smokes him. She smokes him up a little bit. And then she looks in the, the, the reflection in the window and doesn't like what she sees. So she wipes her face and then just lets him be and forgives him. And we see her collapse on the beach. And that's why it's the, the nice part at the end of the movie is the, the collapse on the beach and Rainbird picks her up and carries her down the beach to take care of her. Because now his penance, his, his redemption is to take care of her after she murder, he murdered her mother yeah. and knowing that she needs to be taken care of. So that was really cool. Like yeah. I said, I like the overall themes. Yeah. I like the acting. There's just a lot of problematic to the plots. Any other things that we didn't like going going out of this movie? Not really. I didn't like the fact that, and this is coming as a former full ginger asshole kid in school, that little ginger bastard didn't get any shit. <laughs> yeah, that ginger bastard should have gotten lit on fire. Yeah, he, 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 at least fucking like his pubes burned off. Something. <laughs> oh, burned his ginger hair off. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been great. The creation of Lex Luthor. Pretty much. There you go. Uh, let's be honest. It was kind of a superhero movie in a lot yeah. of ways. But uh, with that being said, uh, I think that that's... You know, do you guys want to add anything good, bad, or indifferent before we move along? Uh, you could definitely tell that, even though through you know set in you know modern day, like I, I go to Rich at one point in the movie, like you can fucking tell this was on fucking King's fucking coke era. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it, it was, it was definitely dated for being modern times. It was dated in the way Ron said, like if you appreciate Stranger Things, it's definitely you can tell it was written in the eighties, seventies, eighties. But I agree. It was enjoyable. It was. It's yeah. not Citizen Kane. It's not one of my artsy movies, but it was a fun watch. And like for someone who doesn't like horror, I was getting questioned like, "Why are you going to go see this?" I'm like, "It's not a horror movie. This is a goddamn superhero movie." <laughs> it was. Huh, it was. I, I have no problem watching this type of shit. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it all the way around. Like I, I, I get where like a few more minutes would have been nice because it is you know 80 style hour and a half yeah. movie. Like you're in and out. You're you're in. You're done. Oh. Like and I could see where flushing it out would be a better Yeah. Right on, right on, right on. Well that means there's only one thing left to do, and that is Time to play the game. 
Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. Of course, Ron has been uh, defending Tim for a little bit now. Diesel, can you overtake him? Uh, we only have three questions. I might have to look something up, so we're going to have a tiebreaker either way on three because I don't really want to look everything up. But the game is simple. How we play it is Price is Right rules. It's closest to the number without going over, except for the tiebreaker question because we don't do ties here. So that's closer to the number if we need the tiebreaker. Uh, of course, uh, these are scores from around the Internet. Afterwards, we will give our scores. But, Diesel, you get to go first as you're the challenger. We're going to go with IMDb. Out of ten using points, what did they give Firestarter 2022? Oh, this is not indicative of what I think. But I'm going to go hedge my butts really low. I'm going to go 4.7. Ron. I'm thinking 6.1 was in my head, so I'm going to go 6.1, give you a little leeway. All right, well, this is what I'm going to do because I know we only have three questions. I am actually going to give the point to Diesel, although he was over by one. It was 4.6. Okay. Holy shit, okay. Because yeah, we, 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 we only have three questions, so <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make that executive decision, and you were set damn close. Now, if you were a little higher, <laughs> I would have been not, but you get the point. Ron. Rotten Tomatoes, out of 100%, what did they give Firestarter 2022? Uh, 48. Diesel. Again, not indicative of what I think. 35. This time around, I'm not giving you either of the points because you're far off, too far <laughs> off. 13%. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I didn't think it would be that low. 13%. Let me, let me play the fail horn, though. I was thinking about doing it. I was like, that's a little too far off. We'll just make the final one worth two points closest to the answer gets it. <laughs> okay. Because, holy oh. shit, I was a little too far off. That, that's raw. They, mm. So that leaves us with Google users out of 100% for the game, for the win. This was worth two points, so Ron can still win. And it's closest to the number for sure, no matter what. Diesel, you are the challenger. You go first. What did they get Firestar 2022? Oh, after that 13%, I got to go low for Google user standards. 74. Ron. Oh, I'll give it to you, so I'll go down to 50. Just to... Ron, you're at 50. You're at 74. Come on, 62. <laughs> Where's the button? I don't know which button I should play. Is there a winner? There has to be a winner, right? <laughs> the winner! And new Damn. champion, Diesel! It was 62%. Would oh, I get it dead on? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I said 74. 74. Oh. So 12 points <laughs> off. Oh, actually, 12 and 12. 12 and 12. You guys fucking tied. <laughs> but you had one point, so you still win. Okay. Yeah. You still win. So it will. Because you both got two points in that yeah. case. And since you had one before, that's three. So you still win, Diesel. <laughs> that is the lowest I've seen a Google user score. 62%. Yes. Even this the movie? new Chain, Chain, Chainsaw Massacre movie was higher than that. Wow. This movie, like I said, had a lot of haters, and I'm not quite sure why, because I really didn't hate this movie. Now, mind you, like I said, I don't think it's Citizen Kane. Yeah. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't hate this movie. I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, it's an entertaining watch. They could have done some stuff better, but they did what they needed to do to tell a, a, a fascinating story. Yeah. All right. With that being said, it is now time to give our scores. Of course, I will give my critic score at the end. Uh, but before then, we have to give out the nerd score. That's what we do around here. The nerd score is an entertainment scale. How entertaining we found a film. Of course, we put all the factors in and mix it together. Uh, something as simple as this, uh, as we've said before, and it's another Stephen King film, so that's even better. <laughs> of course, Maximum Overdrive. I'd give it a 2 out of 10 at best, and I think I might be generous there. But on the nerd scale, myself and Ryan both agree we give it a 4 out of 5. Why? Because... It's entertaining Fine. as shit. Maybe not on purpose, but but cocaine. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, here is how this works out. A one is no. No. Just no. 
That means don't go see it. Don't watch it. It's not worth your time. It's a waste of time. It's horrible. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not the worst. It's not bad enough to be a no. But it's also not a good movie. It's less than average. It's subpar. And you've been warned. You shouldn't probably watch it either. Uh, a three is ah, it's good. Which means it's an average movie. It's a good movie. It's a decent movie. It's worth a watch. Maybe not to go pay for it in a theater or pay for it to rental. But if it's on the Peacock or if, like this one is or Netflix or anything else, maybe check it out there because it's worth a watch, especially uh, if you don't spend money on it. A four is just take my money, which means go see it in the theater. Rent it on fucking Amazon. And buy it if you want to. It's a great movie. These are really good movies. Great movies, if you will. And they deserve to be watched and probably over and over again to that and of course at the five spot is the creme de la creme certified nerd these are the instant classics these are the movies that you're gonna want to see in the theater multiple times you're gonna want to buy them you're gonna want to watch them whenever they come on because they're enjoyable and they're great movies uh just to let you, you know we've uh, all agreed spider-man no way home was on this list we agreed the batman uh this past year Endgame, stuff like that uh is on the list and those are the ones that were certified nerd by all three of us unanimously there has been other ones like last night in soho that two of us says and i know ron has put a couple on there as well uh so here we go are you guys ready to give your scores we will start with ron speaking of which what do you give it on the nerd scale i give it a three uh catch it on you know the peacock you know just watch it there if you don't want to go to the theaters it's worth a watch if you like the original it's right the same vein Okay, so it's good, it's enjoyable, it's worth a watch. You give it a three, so yeah, okay. Diesel. This is what the three category is made for. It's it's a fine watch. It's not it's nothing that's gonna blow you away. Watch it. You got a couple hours to kill, throw it on. Have fun. You're gonna find something about this movie you enjoy. A three. I am also going to agree with both of you gentlemen. It is a three. It is, and you're right. It is pretty much the quintessential three movie. This is the movie that you watch. It's enjoyable. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. It was an hour and a half long. There was, there, it wasn't good enough to make me to, to have more. I wished if they would have gave me more, it might have gotten higher. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I don't regret seeing it. It wasn't a bad movie. I don't understand why there's so much hate for it because it wasn't bad. I thought the acting in this movie was tremendous. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just it is it's a good movie, worth watching, especially uh, if you're just watching on the Peacock. You know, don't pay for it if you don't want to, but it's worth going to watch it at least on the Peacock. Uh, as far as my critic score, I gave it a score. So I'm sticking with the score. I gave it right there, there, six out of ten. It's a slightly above average movie. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to blow your socks off. It's not great. It's not sexy, but it's a decent movie. I love the story of redemption. I think they did a very good job of it. The acting is top tier. I did not have a problem with any of the acting in this film. Uh, with the exception of the mother, she's kind of whiny. wasn't a huge fan of her, but she, you know, she's not in the movie often. So, uh, but outside of that, you know, I dug, I dug what I saw. Very great act, act you know, Gray Eyes did a great job. The young lady did a great job. Efron's phenomenal. Uh, Beasley was phenomenal. Uh, it's, it's it's a great it's it's great acting it's great plot the soundtrack is amazing they could have done a little bit more with the atmosphere and flushed out a little more stuff which would have made it better but on you know at the end of the day still a good movie six out of ten slightly above average with that being said that is our scores and our look at firestar 2022 next week on this program for the three fm movie club review we're going to take you back in time to the 1980s that's right ladies and gentlemen because ahead of top gun maverick which will be the movie club review two weeks from next or two weeks from today or this week sorry and one week from next week we are going to watch top gun so go ahead get in the Wayback machine watch top gun ahead of top gun maverick we're going to be reviewing top gun next week's 3fn movie club review and the following week we will be reviewing top gun maverick 
With that being said, it is time to pay some bills, Diesel. It's time for some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. Type three fat nerds into any podcast provider search bar and booyah kasha, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three. And of course, while you're there at that podcast provider, make sure you smash that subscribe or like button so you get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week. When you're done taking your profile picture and making it look like a bad oil painting, Look for us up on Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. We're also on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Remember, for all the social medias, we're talking about the show, hashtag 3FNPod. And if you need to email us for anything you usually hate, Three Fat Nerds Pod at gmail.com. Of course, uh, here's the double stop. First off, Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Make sure you like that page, especially if you're a wrestling fan. Because every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we, myself and Kenan from the ODPH bring you 607TWS, where we talk all things pro wrestling. Of course, you can watch the replay of it on Twitch for 14 days. And, of course, you can get it anywhere in podcast form just by searching 607TWS. But if you would like to join the chat and chat with us live, best way to do that. Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Also, we have more things coming out like movie nights and other things that we do on the Twitch channel. It's a good idea to like there so that way you know when we're going live. Also, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including the Three Fat Nerds podcast early, and it's the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition, which means you get bonus stuff. And of course, we do the same thing with uh, Horizon 607, but we call it the Unslashed Edition. And of course, also that is the home of currently of 3FN After Dark. Uh, pretty soon we will be doing that on this network as a bi-weekly show. Uh, a little extra piece that myself and Diesel are doing, but even then, you'll still get the uncut, unedited version on Twitch, or sorry, Twitch, on Patreon. <laughs> uh, and you'll get it early. And also, we love movies where we review, full-on review movies of the past that we've loved and uh, we find out if we still love them or not because sometimes movies don't age so well. Sometimes they age like gold. Who knows? With that being said, though, you're going to want to join us there for as little as $1 a month to help support all the shows. You do that at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Goddamn right. 8122productions. As in HTTP colon backslash backslash 81 double deuce P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions of course the 3 Fat Nerds podcast Horror Zone 607 and 607TWS find out all the information right then and there of course also you have the link to the T Public Store where you can buy some swag and help support the show the Patreon link is there the Twitch TV link is there also there is a link to friends of the show like the ODPH and like our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest remember to visit them online scifihorrorfest.com because August 27, 26th and 27th, Vernon, New York, Vernon Downs Casino, Sci-Fi Horror Fest goes down. So you're going to want to get all that information, scifihorrorfest.com. Also, we have uh, those great bands who allow us to use their music copyright free. We're going to give them a shout out here, but you can find out about them and get links to them right on the website for a122productions.com. Of course, bands like the band that does our theme music, Shout Out the Robots. Also, Floodlands, Tom Jolu, Second Suitor, The Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and The Jasons, which is, was big because Friday the 13th just happened. 
from West Virginia. Of course, uh, last but certainly not least, we have our uh, sponsors of the show, the local sponsors who help bring the show to you each and every week. Commercial free, but we're going to give them a shout out right now. First of all is Dragon Master Games, who provides us with the 8122 Production Studios. Of course, you can visit them at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. Or if you would like to order Magic the Gathering or any other gaming needs, you can do that at DragonMasterGames.com. Also, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and would like to uh, find out what's going on event-wise at the store, you can hit them up and follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rexter Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them three fat nerds sent you. Ronald! And one out of ten stars. Wow. And I'm a lover of medieval and fantasy. I remember going every day to the Club de Video, that's what they call a house that rents movies here in Portugal, for a chance to rent it. I am a fan and a lover of medieval magic and all fantasy things, but this movie is just awful. The characters have no personality, they are just advancing the plot. Sam and Frodo are obviously the worst characters in all three movies. No charm, no charisma, no nothing. It would have been better to choose other main role characters. The settings is way too large and open. It's like having a big house with no furniture. I have never even in the all movies enjoyed the environments. They were just lifeless. The only good points of this movie are the music and the special effects. This movie is overrated. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Well, that'll do it for the 214th episode of the flagship Three Fat Nerds podcast. Thank you for joining us again. No matter where you are in this journey with us, we appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Hopefully we made you laugh. Hopefully we made you cry. Hopefully we entertained you because that's what we aim to do. Of course, we will be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, to give you all of our opinions and takes on pop culture and nerdum, along with the weekly 3FN Movie Club Review. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds! Later. Firestarter was a better entertaining movie than Lord of the Rings. Suck it, nerds. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. You're falling apart, and you know it. You try and try to show it I need you to know I felt it too and I'm still trying to figure it out just like you just like you Never did, you never took the time